So, for the love of God, will you stop exercising, please? <laughs> Are you considering unfriending me from our Apple Watches? I'm pretty close to it, because you're the only person that routinely exceeds their rings by, like, double, which means it means three things it means you're it means, sand- I, it means I'm, I'm sandbagging it yeah exactly mm-hmm. right you, you are setting your goal too low or you need to be a, la- a lazy terrible person like the rest of us um that just eat their feelings and don't want to go outside but like it's just just knock it off because like you, literally you are the only person that i always see like at seven o'clock has full rings and it's almost at 200 percent well, well. So there's there's a couple of things to that. The the biggest thing is, and you know, we were talking about this off air about something else. But if you if you were to graph my activity through the year, it, there would definitely be very much like an up and down. Is that is that a sine graph? I always forget. What, sine what's wave. What's the sine wave? Yeah, there we go. Where <laughs> I set my goal, you know, pretty low after a period of time where I consistently didn't hit it. And then, you know, then I am in a period like I'm in now where I'll, I'll, you know, exceed it for a handful of days, but just, just give me a couple more weeks and it'll be, it'll be, you know, I'll, I'll raise the limit and then I'll, you know, continue not to, not to meet it. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. I guess once you stop tilting at windmills, you will, your, your, your rings will slowly fall. <laughs> right. To bring something offline online. Right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, so I got uh, two non-T-word things. Uh, one of them involves hockey, and one of them involves politics. Which we're going to cover both. But what do you want first? Oh, God, they're not—they're not one and the same, are they? No, and the politics one is not as bad as you think it might be. Okay, well, the the Penguins visited the White House today, so I thought you might be doing something with that. Here's the thing. I literally don't know if you just mean a a group of the aquatic mammal, maybe. Um, I don't know what they are. Maybe they're marsupials. Who who, who even knows? Um, Or is is that some type of golf troop or like hockey thing? Actually, it's uh, Danny DeVito's character from the the hit movie Batman Returns. Also something I know less about than hockey. You You should watch that one. I mean, you you probably shouldn't, but no, I still have not watched Batman Begins or whatever the one that you say is universally held as being one of the great Batman movies. Still can't be bothered to watch it. Yeah, the the lady friend can't be bothered to watch that either, and it it kills me a little bit. Just it's just just it's it's been too long, and just who cares? We did uh, this. This is not a chef special, but um, we did just this last week and watch The Departed. Have you seen that? Uh, no, I've seen The Departed though. Uh, I have no idea what that means. Are you, are you joking me? Um, the Departed? Is that was that like some parody of The Departed? No, it's it's the if you you obviously didn't watch the movie if you didn't get one hell of a thick Irish or um or like New England oh, accent afterwards. I see, I see what you did there. Okay. <laughs> Every single time, in, yeah, come on. Um, it's it's in my, definitely in my top ten favorite movies of all time. Might be top five depending on my mood. But it's it's really, really good. And it, it was a lady friend's first time seeing it. Yeah, good movie for obvious reasons. Maybe not. Oh, my you, you tea, have but... you have seen it. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, it's um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's not a um, not a happy go lucky film, but sure. All right. So, yeah, you, you've had you've had two minutes. What's what's your pick? 
Um, what was the original question? Uh, we're covering two things. Uh, do you want to talk about something oh, related or the, uh, the penguins visiting the White House? Right. Um, <laughs> now let, let's do let's do hockey first. Okay. I like I I, I watch ESPN and stuff, but I can literally not name a single hockey player who is not Wayne Gretzky. So am I, and, and specifically, even though I live in the Bay Area and the Sharks are moderately successful as a hockey enterprise, um, who who plays on their team? And like, are, are hockey people famous? Jeez, oh, you like to throw these like eight part questions at me <laughs> at the beginning of every episode. Uh, don't even let me warm up at all. Don't even let me get that like pre pre uh, game like skate in or anything. Well, but you bleed Sharkarita, so you don't even need to be prepped for this <laughs> or whatever it was called. Yeah, no, that that that's right. Um, so the, so the first point you made about you watch ESPN, but despite that, don't know anything about hockey. That's because ESPN doesn't give two shits about hockey. They they do with Barry Melrose have a segment periodically throughout this uh, the season, but by and large, because ESPN doesn't have any rights to hockey, uh, it's it's the only only one of the major four sports in the U.S. they don't have any broadcasting rights to, and you know because ESPN's interest all the time is just pushing the interest of ESPN, which you know what I mean, whatever that just is what it is. They're not going to cover a sport that they don't really broadcast, so they don't really talk about hockey very much. So that's your only point of reference. That doesn't surprise me that you, you know, wouldn't learn more over time. Well, I guess that's just to say that I'm not somebody who tries to avoid sports. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Um, but well, then do, I think do, getting... do they have the rights to highlights? Like, because I, I know you have to pay. Yeah, they, for that they, as well. they do. Okay, they do. so they could cover if they want to. They just don't have like first run games. Right. Okay. Exactly. All right. Um. So then the I guess the the second part of your question is i mean i mean hockey you know digs to espn aside is is sort of you know of the four sport four big sports in the u.s is is definitely the you know fourth least popular one so uh so, so you're saying in that hierarchy 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 it goes football basketball baseball and then hockey or are baseball and basketball interchangeable well i i think I think it probably, I mean, there's probably different ways to measure this. Like if you're talking about TV, I guess it would probably go football, basketball, baseball, hockey. And then if you're talking about attendance, I mean, it's probably, it's probably baseball first just because there's so many more games. Uh, Yeah. Um, Yeah. Hmm. That's tricky though. Cause unless you're, unless you're like a top tier baseball franchise like the shell of the former selves for the giants and like the the yankees and such like the base like during the regular season the um the stadium is not full by any means unless you're one of those top tier teams well but i mean it you know it doesn't really have to be i mean baseball literally to almost to the number has double the amount of regular season games as both hockey and basketball so wait there's 80 hockey games a year yeah, there's 82 games in both the NHL regular season and the NBA regular season. 
Hmm. The, the NBA and NHL are almost identical in terms of season structure. Divisions and playoff seating work differently, but the structure of the season is is almost identical. And they're only about two weeks apart, where hockey just started this last week and will end probably like the first week of June. Basketball starts next week and will end the second or third week of June. So who's the Kyrie Irving of the NHL? Well, I mean, if you're talking just about like one of the premier stars, Connor, Connor McDavid's really, really good. Um, Austin Matthews is really good. They're the, they're probably the two, the two big, bright young stars. And then like Alex Ovechkin, sort of like a really well-known veteran, Sidney Crosby. Um, so I guess this is my point, like, cause I don't, yeah, like the first guy, honestly, I thought you're talking about the UFC guy. The second one thought it was the guy from Boy Meets World. Like I just, those are four names I've literally never heard of. And hockey is like sort of popular in the Bay Area. Like, so like, I guess, like, what about hockey makes there not be like, uh, well, like widely known personalities? Well, I mean, I, I know I sort of was saying it in jest at the beginning of this conversation, but but I do actually mean it when I say that, you know, ESPN's lack of a connection with the league, I think, makes a huge difference because with the NBA, where personality is sort of king, I think ESPN's close ties to the NBA play a really big part in that. So is the fact, like, is... Does ESPN not have any 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 access to the NHL or they haven't purchased into it? Is that because it's too expensive? Like would it not be in the NHL's interest to like give ESPN a sweetheart deal to get more people on board, at least for a certain number of seasons? Um I don't know. I mean it's it's hard to hard to say, I guess. I mean it's it's all tied up with NBC and I think specifically this last deal that they did was right around the time that um, NBC Sports Network sort of was becoming a thing. NBC was really trying to prop that up. And so I think they probably leaned a little bit more into it than any of the other networks did. So similar to how um, Fox has leaned really heavy into baseball with fs1 like some of the some of the playoff games each of the last two or three seasons have been exclusive to fs1 as a way to kind of you know prop that up a bit does nbc have a national sports network because i thought they just had the regional ones that they kind of absorbed in the comcast thing yeah so there's there's nbc sports network which is the national nbc sports channel so it's the do we get that Uh uh-huh yeah it's 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 not part of a it's not part of a special package or anything. It's just it's part of the standardish cable on Comcast here. Hmm. But oh, but it basically just only shows hockey, or I guess like maybe that's I've never had to tune to it. So they, it shows a lot of they're really into hockey during both the regular season and especially the playoffs. They um, are also really big into the Premier League, which is a European soccer league, which I, I know you know. Talk about sports you know a lot about. <laughs> Soccer's right right up there. Pele, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh, right. He's a soccer player, right? He is, yeah. Is he, is he still alive? Or wait, is he still playing? 
he is not still playing no got it um i think the other thing though to go back to your original question about why you maybe don't can't name some of the other hockey players when you can name you know all kinds of basketball players i think part of it too is just culture around the sport where the nba is much more personable like the 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 type of athletes that are in the nba tend to be bigger more individual personalities whereas in hockey it's much more of a kind of team mentality from like a like a public facing perspective it's the same in football as well where sure you can name you know a handful of quarterbacks and maybe a couple of wide receivers and running backs but I mean, ask anyone, even like even me, right? Like as a 49ers fan, I, I don't think I can name a single member of their offensive or defensive line. And I, I would imagine if you ask, you know, semi-casual or even, you know, moderately casual football fans to name a player or two from their starting offense or defensive line, they wouldn't be able to. Well, that's because Niner fans aren't as like heavily invested in their team like, uh, say, a 12th man on the Seahawks are. Oh God. Um, but I, I think so. I think that that's another big part of it too. Is it's just that basketball has just evolved into a personality-driven league, and I, I mean, I guess there's you know there's reasons, there's obvious reasons for that, where there are fewer players on the team, none of the players are wearing you know helmets or masks or anything, so you get to always see their faces. No, I mean that, that's no, a big part, really good, especially no, that, is a, that is a very good point. Especially in in football, a, a little less so in hockey, but definitely in um, in football. But I think another like in football, it's it's the helmets, and I think in hockey, I mean, obviously they're wearing helmets, although they're not nearly as well. No, the entire um, body, like you have, like it could be anybody in there, right? Well, then also hockey has the other element too, where I mean, it's just it's moving really fast. I mean, guys only spend between thirty and fifty seconds at a time on the ice. Um. So, I mean, you, you almost get to know players really by their numbers, because that's the easiest thing to follow as you're watching a game live. So I think that's another, that's another big part of it, too, is just sort of the, the culture around the sports, which is in part due to just the, the nature of the sports. Ba- basketball players are very exposed when they're out on the court, whereas you know, hockey players aren't as much. Got it. No, that's actually, no, that's good. Or th- that that does make a lot of sense. You gave some very sensible reasons for why things are the way they are. So thank you. I would I would drop in one last little thing, which I think is another big component. And actually, this is very timely because uh, this evening, the men's U.S. soccer team failed to qualify for the World Cup for the first time since I think like 1986. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another thing with hockey here in the U.S. is we're not the best at it. And so we just don't care about it as much. Whereas with football, with basketball, and with baseball, baseball, I guess, is a little bit iffier now, but certainly with basketball and and with, I mean, football, we're kind of the only country that plays it, really. But with basketball, you know, we're objectively the, the strongest league in the world and have the best players in the world. And so there's naturally more interest in that. I mean, that, and that's that's exactly why I think sports like hockey and soccer in particular haven't caught on as much in the U.S. because from an international point of view, we're 
we're not the best at it. Hmm. Okay. Well, I guess maybe that's why our neighbors up north uh, revere hockey so much because they are the best at it. Ex- exactly. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, related, Sears Canada is closing all of their stores. Yeah, you you put that in the thing. That's that's sad. So yeah, I only bring that up, and and this is let me let me send you a link for something that maybe the the it was a really weird advertising campaign that was related to this that came out like a few months ago that um uh just seemed like maybe didn't didn't help. So it's 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 the hashtag WTS, and what do you think that stands for? Well, I I know only because you've sent me the link, but I would not <laughs> would not have guessed this uh, prior to you sending the link. This this will be in the show notes, and this is what the Sears. Yeah, apparently that didn't 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 save retail. Th- see, this is this is a really really good example of one of those marketing campaigns where you just know with these major corporations, this this had to get approved by how many different levels of people? Do you think? Six, seven. I think a lot of people had to bubble it up, and they had to they had to figure out what they were going to do with this. Uh, but hey, those silk cushions for nine dollars, nine Canadian dollars—that's a great deal. <laughs> with, the, with the exchange rate, that's like eight bucks. Uh, no, it's. It, it, I mean, yeah, we we joke, but it it is it is always sad when when these retail stores close. Well, no, but but I, I bring it up because actually because you you made the point for me. Like it's like. Any anytime a retailer is kind of on the way out, like you get the stuff like, do you remember when Radio Shack renamed themselves the Shack? I, I do, yeah. Like, and and that's the th- but the thing is, it could also go the other way, like because like remember like Taco Bell, they did some really wacky stuff, like um, they had uh, hashtag Live Moss, and <laughs> they seem to be doing amazing. Uh, they've got those uh, uh, not ya- Yahoo, sorry, Taco Bell cantinas. Like their their wackiness has somehow worked out for them. So well, it, it it ties back to that Chipotle queso ad. I mean, every everything ties back to that one way or the other. Um, where we we were talking about how with weird advertising like that, similar to like bad movies, like 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 a a a movie that's just sort of bad is bad and is just not enjoyable. But a movie that's like really really bad can almost become good and that's sort of like with average same rule holds true with advertising where like we were saying before you just have to really lean into it and really just own it and then then all of a sudden it becomes like a meme and something that people enjoy but if you're if you're pulling a wts and you're just kind of like half-assing it like you're you're this big company that's like trying to be edgy but not quite leaning all the way into it you just end up looking dumb I actually didn't think of, I I didn't make the connection between WTF and WTS. I didn't actually this didn't strike me as uh as being edgy to start, but that that actually is hmm. exactly that's what I'm saying. It's it's not like it's just not quite they didn't they didn't quite you know they didn't quite lean into it enough. Well, no, but like okay, two things. How, how much do I have to pay you? <laughs> Never say lean in on this show. Because <laughs> you, you oh man, you've been saying it like five times an episode for the past three shows ever since the notch came out. Uh huh. Yeah, you got to lean lean into the notch. Yeah. God damn it. All right. Um, <laughs> That's uh, you know talk again talking about things you graph through the year. I bet if you were to uh, look at some of the key words and phrases from Apple keynotes over the years, and then look at the subsequent three or four episodes of this show oh, after yeah. last year, it was courage. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Yeah. 
Hey, it takes a lot of courage for me to use lean in on this show. It really doesn't. Um, <laughs> but no, if you graph this out, like whatever sine waves we were talking about earlier, um, yeah, that's that is a, that's a, kind of a weird point or or like a, a weird phenomenon. Like, yeah, it, it has to be just the right amount of either either it has to be, like be like steadfastly serious or like it has to be bland, kind of like a, a target or something, like with the bullseye dog. Or it has to be like extremely quirky, but not too much. Otherwise, it just yeah, that's that's. Hmm. I can't. I, I I'm gonna make a point, but then I'm, I feel like I'm not really gonna be able to elaborate it, elaborate on it in a way that's gonna be satisfying. But mm-hmm. let's try it anyway. You 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 can't make it look like you're trying too hard. Like y- yeah, like 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 Chipotle doing queso. Like yeah, of, of course Chipotle is gonna do queso. That makes that makes a ton of sense. Of course Taco Bell is gonna come out with a breakfast taco where the egg is the taco shell. Like of of course they're gonna do. Wait, that. they didn't do that, did they? Oh, they most certainly did. The no, the, the egg was not the taco shell. It wasn't uh-huh. like it was like two pieces of fried chicken were the shell. Oh, that was well, that was that was um that was like two iterations ago. Well, and um, also and also the queso thing. It, that it's not that they're substituting chorizo for like thick cheese the whole thing was that it, it was like this is not fake news i forget what was the what was the stupid ad about it, yeah not not fake news well i'm gonna send you the this is i'll send you the thing and the thing and we'll put this in the notes this is it's just the the naked egg taco no what do, do you are you looking at this page uh-huh they also have wts um where do you see that scroll down a little bit uh-huh oh what the what the shell yeah, I see it all. It all it all comes full circle, and their domain is a, a ta dot co. Oh, man, some fucking millennials need to be. They need uh, to get raises. But they, see, they, but see, but this, no, they this did is, the same strategy, but it like amped it up like next door. They supersized it, and it works. That's exactly my point. They're leaning a hundred and ten percent into it. They're going to get one more of those in. Um, I'm going to edit and, the and, show and, this week. <laughs> and it comes across as being authentic and, and as you would say, on brand. But with someone like Sears, it comes across as being very forced and not actually part of their brand. And also it's Sears Canada, so they're different sensibilities. <laughs> right. I mean, they're they're better at hockey. Th- that's that's offensive. <laughs> For once, it's you saying terrible things. <laughs> saying, saying, that, saying that Canada's better at hockey? I don't think I don't think that's offensive. Yeah, and and we all, you know, never mind. Not not going to go there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this uh, I don't I, I should have pivoted or moved on a couple a couple minutes ago because there was a better transition. Oh, actually, no, we were talking about queso, so it's the the fake news thing. So before we get into our, the T word stuff, I have one other thing that I wrote down that, that I've been meaning to ask or or discuss. So, and this is this is something that's more serious, sort of. So it socially. How, like, because things are the way they are right now, how ardent are you in discussing your political beliefs in public? And do you know what I mean in the spirit of the question? I need a little bit more. I guess, like, just in in this, this goes like a couple of ways, like between like acquaintances, friends, and co, like in, in like in a work setting, like just a lot of stuff is fucked up right now like how and even though we're in the bay area like that there are different opinions like how how strongly do you express your 
contempt or dissatisfaction or objection to uh how things are to, to the to the gridlock in washington to the swamp to like this kind of stuff like how do you i think well yeah okay i, I think i know what you mean okay um and feel free to rephrase it if you have to no 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 i i, I think i see what you're saying i i would say that prior to the events of, of let's say the last 12 to 18 months that i would almost never engage in political discussions i I just think a lot of that goes back to we were both poli-sci majors in school and i don't know one of my big takeaways of the program that we were a part of is really seeing both sides and not being overly partisan and on on most issues i mean i'm sure there would be different interpretations of that depending on who you ask but that was sort of one of my takeaways and so i think i've generally been a a pretty quiet person when it comes to politics. Definitely someone who has strong views on, particularly on a handful of issues, but someone who's pretty quiet. And I would say now it's it's changed in the sense that I probably still am not the one that's initiating a lot of political discussion or debate when I'm around friends or family or or, or coworkers or whatever. But I'm now a lot more likely to, once a conversation has started, to get involved. Whereas before, maybe I wouldn't have. Yeah. So I, th- I think you mostly get it. But I guess my, like maybe what I'm asking more specifically is how, if, hmm, like how ca- how willing would you be to offer up the opinion that like you think like just like I, I don't even know. Well, I tr- so one one thing that that hasn't changed, and um, I guess maybe even more so now, I really only insert myself when I feel like I know what I'm talking about and feel like I have some examples or some evidence that I can use to kind of support my argument. If 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 it's an area that I feel like I disagree with, but I also don't really that I can't really articulate my position on very well, I'll still generally stay out of it. Okay. And, uh, and, and, and I, uh, this, I don't want this to feel as like a, 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 a judgment or anything, but of one thing I will ask, because you had mentioned kind of in like the, like it went, like when I started my whole like uh, ditching Twitter thing, you had mentioned that you wanted to stay you one of your big takeaways from Twitter is that you feel more uh, connected and involved and not disengaged with the political process and that that was one of your avenues for doing that yeah and and still still is I would say so I guess my question is like then how so sure you or or or, or me or anybody like this is plugged into that and understands like the th- what like whatever's happening that that it we we feel is the wrong direction for the country or or is or like anything like that how like in the actual real world where you might sway somebody else's opinion or you can voice why the president's a bozo or why he's undoing uh decades worth of progress and and, and tons of things like that like just yeah it's just i i continue to struggle with the threshold of what is appropriate Versus just having like just silent disdain and being another vote in the sea of blue that is California that doesn't actually matter nationally. Yeah, I mean, that's 
that's definitely that. I mean, that that last point I think ties a lot into what I'm trying to do a better job of, and I think Twitter is one of the ways that I do that, where it's trying to somewhat break out of the the bubble that went. I mean, I know we we joke a lot about the T word bubble around here, but I mean, the political bubble in this area is also a very very much a a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um. And, you know, it definitely last year, not, so this is not an original thought, but for me, for, because it was this way for a lot of people, where it was an election that made you realize that there are anxieties and issues that, that are out there. And, you know, I'm not passing judgment one way or the other on them that people like you and me just simply aren't aware of. Like, it's just not things that we think about. Yeah, well, and I guess, and that's that's my thing. Like, the, like, and just in terms of like, other than just being an informed citizen and voting, like, uh, I guess, unless like you're more uh, steadfast in what you believe and express it, like, how what what like I guess what is the point? Because I'm not here to like trying to. Like if if I like if I if I'm having dinner with you or like with, like with a friend that like I I know their political views and even if they are the same as mine or different like if it's a one on one discussion totally willing to be a bit more aggressive or like argumentative in 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 making my point of view or like what I believe in like for something like that known but like if it's mixed company where you actually might sway an opinion or something like that like just like yeah I don't know. Well, I mean, this is where I think I I maybe get a little kind of hippy dippy liberal on you, but I I a and this this has not changed <clears throat> really at, at all over the years. Like I I would much rather have a political conversation or even like a sports conversation, whatever, with people that I disagree with than people I agree with. Talking to people you agree with all the time is really boring. Well, it's good at reinforcing your ideas and making you feel good, though. <laughs> I like those a lot. That's true. Um, but I, so I don't view politics as arguing. I mean, I, I, just, I, I'm not naive. I get that. I get that that's where we are now, but I guess I don't really see why differing political views has to be, have to, have to engage with one another through argument. Like, I'm not really sure why you can't just have conversation. And that that's what I definitely strive to do whenever I'm involved with a political discussion is no matter how much I disagree with someone in the conversation, it's important to stay respectful. It's important to stay calm. And I think that's where what I said earlier about really only stepping in for areas that you feel like you have some facts to back you up. I feel like facts sort of ground you in that type of mentality. Because if you start getting into like feelings or sort of more abstract arguments, that's where now you're basically just expressing emotion as opposed to expressing a viewpoint. Okay. So two, two responses to that. So the first part, uh, I understand what, how you feel, uh, and, and I appreciate that that was a nuanced opinion, but I'm going to use the reconciliation process to push my views through it without your consent. 
<laughs> it's basically what, but, but I, and I say that jokingly, but it, but it's kind of totally that way. Where again, in a state that's not that impactful in national elections, and we can be like, oh yeah, we're California, and we're going to set our own emission standards to try to help delay climate catastrophe and all that BS. But like, I get that, but like, why why can't emotion get get involved? Like when you think about like the news that happened, like. This is being recorded on Tuesday, October 10th. Like, in, in was it today or yesterday where uh, the Trump administration is going to allow moral and religious objections towards uh, the inclusion of birth control under uh, health care policy? And uh, the EPA chief, who only wants to dismantle the EPA as his, as his job there, is uh, going to try to not allow the clean power plan to go into effect like stuff like that where like objectively those are terrible things for the country like how can one not use facts but also be uh have emotion behind that argument and want to volunteer those those well, opinions i'm I, yeah i know i i think i think i get what you're saying and i i, I think part of that is the way that i phrased what i said before i i, I sort of we're using arguing and emotion synonymously with each other. And I, I didn't mean to do that. And certainly politics should be emotional. I mean, any view that you hold that you feel strongly about, you're going to be emotional about, and that's fine. Well, and, and, I, I, and I do mean argument in the sense of you form an argument, not like, like, like uh, Fox news arguing, but like argument as in you're making a case and trying to hopefully persuade somebody to your, your point of view. Uh, yeah. I just, I just think you do that through, like, I don't, I don't think you persuade somebody by arguing with them. Sure, you don't argue with... Mm, uh, yeah, but you're forming an argument, but I'm saying it doesn't have to be a a C-SPAN argument. Like, it doesn't have to be... Re, it doesn't have to be devoid of emotion, and I don't... Uh, I don't know. Oh, well, anyway. Well, I, I mean, I, I think all of this actually brings up sort of another piece of this, which is... I mean, everybody's view and strategy and, and thoughts around politics and their beliefs is, is different. And that's, you know, that's okay, too. Like, I, that's, that's one thing that's really interesting about our system now is how it's very much we're split into, like, these two camps where if you're you know, if you're anti-abortion, that somehow also means that you're anti-gun and that you're pro-single-payer healthcare system. I mean, there's there's all these kind of very regimented structures that we have with our two political parties that I think also is, is another problem, right? I'm just not really sure you can put people in boxes like that to... In, in a way that's going to sort of capture their political beliefs in a constructive way. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good for two of the three, though. <laughs> yes. Uh, moving, moving on. So, God, this was supposed to be a short show. What, when did we start? <laughs> I mean, we'll cut, we'll cut basically all this out. So. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll, we'll cut all the stuff that offends Canadians down here. Uh-huh. Right. No. What the Sears indeed. <laughs> um actually a follow-up question uh on hockey is what it's called. Uh uh-huh. do yep. the um 
does the NHL does it include any Canadian teams? Oh, of course. Because I, I know many. Because I do listen to a Canadian podcast that, it, that they do talk about the Edmonton Oilers yep. and the something Canucks. Mm-hmm. Um, do they play against like the Mighty Ducks and uh, the uh, Sunnyvale Sharks? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, so hockey in another similar setup to basketball is split up into a Western and an Eastern conference. And teams play one another mostly based on those conferences and then also based on their divisions. So, I mean, geography plays a part of that, but like U.S. and Canada don't really play a part of that. Like, for example, the Winnipeg Jets are in the same division as the <laughs> I, I, I picked them because I knew you I knew you would know who they were. Um, they're in the same division as the Dallas Stars. Okay. Or like the, the like the Vancouver Canucks are in the same division as the new uh, Vegas Golden Knights team. Okay, so here's the, here's the thing: you those could all be made up. You have no <laughs> idea. Here's the thing: Dallas Stars really sounds made up. I not you know I'm gonna Google it. I'm gonna Google it because I'm pretty sure that's basically like saying the 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 Louisville Blackberries. I'll give you. I'll give you another good one that you think that you'll think will um, sound made up. The uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. <laughs> that's, that's bullshit. No, Col- it's true. Look it up. Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio. Right. Mm-hmm. Columbus Blue is. Ch- I'm not. I'm not creative enough to make up stuff like that. Yeah. Oh well, actually, hey, I was gonna. I was gonna be like, no, they should rename the San Jose Sharks the uh, the Earthquakes. But aren't don't we have a California soccer team called the Quakes? We do, yeah. Where do they play? In San Jose. They they play at the was it Avaya or whatever that's called, right across from the, the airport down there. Got it. Um yeah, the Columbus Blue Jackets have the worst logo I've ever seen. <laughs> it's it's just a star with the like it looks like the flag of Australia mixed with Oh jeez, Sonny Milano scores brilliant overtime winner for Blue Jackets. That and their coach is named Mister Torts. Okay, anyway, what's some technology stuff we can talk about? Yeah, let's get some get some T word stuff in here. Like forty minutes into the show, um, so right right after our uh, previous recording, you know, where we these last two weeks we've had a special Tuesday edition of the show. Um, so last Wednesday, Google had a big hardware events where, uh, they announced, and they announced a lot. So I guess we'll maybe quickly list out the products and then, uh, circle back as you would say to some of the ones that we want to get more into. Um, I guess, so I guess the big one was they announced the, the pixel two, I guess they also have the pixel two XL, um, and then there was a bunch of Google Home announcements. There was the Google Home Mini, the Google Home Max. Um, there were also, this is a little out of order, I guess, there were the Pixel Buds. Um, and then also the um, new Pixel Book, which is like a Surface convertible laptop thing. Um, I don't know, is any of that, any of that interesting, interesting to you? 
Was there anything in this that excited you? Uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Quick derail. The Minnesota Wild. <laughs> yes, that's another team. And the St. Louis Blues. Right. Yep. So where do the Jazz play in basketball? They play in Salt Lake City. Got it. Does St. Louis have a basketball team? No. Okay. Okay. So Google. Um, they. I got to close this tab. These are. This is not a real sport. Um. Uh, no, the Pixel Two is cool. Well, first let's 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 discuss the Google Phone strategy overall. So the original Pixel was mostly made by HTC. The Pixel Two is being mostly made by um, LG. So for a while, Google was making phones called the Nexus phones, which were supposed to be like you know what here's you know how Microsoft has that line of like uh, laptops that are supposed to be good. Wait, well hold on. Didn't before Microsoft made all like those Surface products, didn't they have a thing where they're like, here, this is what we think like a true like crapware free Windows computer was? Or am I making that up? No, you're not making that up. I'm trying to remember what that was called. Maybe yeah. If, if you continue your thought, I'll I'll do some some background googling here. Well, so that's kind of the same approach that Google had, where they were like, oh shit, like Samsung is is crapping up our phones and they're making this TouchWiz software that's trying to make our phones look like their iPhones, except they're not, and it's making our software worse, and we're kind of losing control of the platform. So then, like I think like around like Android 5, uh, Google started tightening up on the software limitations like that they had for what ODMs could customize on the phone so that this would stop happening. But yeah, they made that Nexus line of phones to kind of show like, here's what we think like a pure Google experience would be. And then, like a year and a half ago, they're like, "No, let's let's actually just make our own flagship phone to try to compete with everybody else." And that's kind of how the Pixel was born. And I'm not sure, like, we really ever will get any solid sales numbers as to how the Pixel did, because it's not really like an iPhone competitor. But I think it is supposed to be kind of like that. It's supposed to ha- like hang neck and neck with um, like Samsung uh, Samsung's flagship phones. So, so some real time follow up here. I we you and I both must be thinking about something else because I mean a quick Google search quickly revealed that the Verge, uh, Gizmodo, Forbes, Mashable, they all refer to the the Surface laptop as being Microsoft's first laptop. Well, no, hold on, so, hold on, no, wait, wait, stop, stop, or wait, because I I just remembered it. It was called Windows Signature. Hmm. Okay, I, we can do some um, time Googling on that, too. No, I, that, so, that, doesn't, so it, that doesn't ring a bell. And this comes from uh, com. So, old uh, headline, only Microsoft Signature can save the PC industry from itself. Um, Microsoft Signature program. God, even, see, but even this was only from May 2016. I, I was thinking about something from, like... Well, no, because, like, if you read... Like, so, I re- uh, this is from him writing. I recently held a focus group and reaffirmed what I've known for years... Uh, actually, no, no. I swear to God, this is, this is like. F- I remember this happened like when Windows Seven came out. No, here we go. Uh, from ZDNet in September of 2011, uh, Microsoft Signature Program bringing the Apple experience to the PC. The Microsoft Signature Program aims to eliminate the frustrating out of the box experience common with new Windows PCs. No, so this totally is basically what Google had to adopt, just because all of the Android ODMs. Worth making such shit phones that made people think that Android itself was was bad. 
which which it is, but it's but not in the same way. So we'll we'll put this. I found the ZDNet article that you're referring to. We'll put this in the notes. the The example they use at the top of this article is incredible. They show two laptops, one without signature, one with signature. They say the non-signature PC first setup time is 18 minutes and 14 seconds, and that the signature PC first time setup is four minutes and 47 seconds. Yeah, now now I remember this. I think it it was a little less about the hardware and more about the just the fact that they wouldn't let manufacturers put a bunch of their bloatware in the operating system. Exactly. Yeah. So that that's what we're thinking of. The, so the Surface laptop really is their first big push into hardware. But I think yeah. what, we're, what we're thinking of was more of a software thing. Well, I think it's kind of both because that's the thing. The Nexus line of phones was um like i think the nexus one was uh, totally made by htc but it was still right yeah but it wasn't it still an htc phone i I, it may have just had literally had the htc branding right on it yeah yeah so i think the the pixels kind of when they pulled a surface any anyway the whole point is that yeah yeah i I see i see see where you're going yeah so like google was losing control or is slash was losing control of Sorry, I'm I'm all out of sorts today. I'm looking at the Microsoft store, uh, the Microsoft store, because I clicked on a wrong link, and it says "Buy Office and you could win ten thousand dollars." Shop now. Okay. What is even going on? Well, um, yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll stop the show. Let you let you have your shot at ten thousand dollars. Is this something Apple would ever do? Well, Apple Apple doesn't even do like Black Friday. Really, they'll they do like five percent off or something. And, and they remember you. you sorry, I was gonna say I was like you're you're not you're not that much younger than me. No, we went to school at the same time. Do you remember back in like when we went to college and Apple used to have like you get a free iPod Nano or something when you buy a Mac for college? They they still do that now, but now it's but now I think it's like an, this it's year an iTunes was, gift card. No, I thought this year wasn't it um, Beats headphones. Let me see, because I, I, I remember, thought it was like, like I thought it was this year or last year. I think you got a free pair of the like the Beats Solo, like the smaller over the year headphones, and like this year it might have been, um, what one of those new earbuds they have, uh, the Beats X, uh huh, or the Beats Ten, as you would say. No, they're actually God, damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, um, oh, okay, maybe so I'm mis- maybe I'm, yeah, this this. Uh. Okay, we should start this thing over. I can't. Yeah, well, you you want to you want to start the show? No. Well, it's only it's only nine fifty. <laughs> usual starting time. <laughs> it, it's true. Yeah. Whatever. This is one that only the true fans will, listeners will. Yeah. Uh, buy Office and you can win ten thousand dollars. How to enter? Buy a participating Microsoft Office product. Asterisk. Email your receipt to Microsoft at Office Wow dot com. Complete your registration at officewell.com slash Microsoft and earn chances to win incredible prizes like Xbox One S, Surface Book, or ten thousand dollars. Is the one S the one that does HDR or why what is the the what now? Xbox One S. What is this? Oh, you're going to Xbox. So the the Xbox One S is a smaller version of the Xbox One that also supports 4k output and hdr but it's not it's not any more powerful than the original xbox so is projects is project scorpion microsoft scorpio okay and that is been the the branding name or the pub the public name of that is the xbox one x 
We've we've talked we've talked about this on the show, but you've you've blocked all that out. I have, and also, this industry is out of ideas. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really bad name. No, so Apple makes the iPhone 6s, and it's going to be making the iPhone 10 or, or X, if you're, as you would say. It's getting really bad because because yeah, I th- I think it's a little trending more towards only twenty percent of people call it the right thing. Um, the, okay, so there's the One S and the One X, right? What is, and they, the One X is like all new hardware, legitimately a lot more powerful, and comes out next month for like five hundred bucks. Am I making it up? Is there a place? What's what's the uh, hardware rev of the PlayStation? Is it called the PlayStation Pro, or am I making that up? Yeah, the PlayStation Four Pro. There are literally no suffix. Like there's no. These are all just recycled names of everything. Yeah. All right. So Google making the Nexus phones. Um, what were we talking about? Yeah. So the Pixel. I mean, the Pixel Two looks cool, and it is nice to have a good high-end phone that is not by default a Samsung device. Like I, I think that is something that Google should be focusing on. But what I think is probably more interesting uh, as part of the announcement is kind of like all the ancillary stuff that they announced next to it. So like you kind of see like Google has its like hand in every pie where they're trying to do some stuff that competes with Alexa. Um, they're doing um, an AirPod competitor type thing with the uh, the Pixel Buds. Um, that I'm not sure if you saw the demo, but the um, like they do like real time translation. Yeah, they that that's the you don't claim. think that's cool? Yeah. That's cool, no, no. Man. I think I think that it's incredibly cool if it works, but I'm I I would very much like to see that in in the real world. That seems really hard to do. I think if you have low latency LTE, there's a good chance that actually does work. But like, but but Google Google goes for it. They they can take that brand and run with it, um, but it's it's I think that stuff's neat. They made like a new version. Actually, was there a new a uh, new version of the Google Home, or was it just the their Alexa uh, their Alexa dot their Echo dot competitor? So there, yeah, there's there's the Home Mini, which you would consider to be their Echo dot competitor, and then there's the Home Max, which you would consider to be sort of like their, I, I guess, HomePod competitor. Am I wrong that there's already a product called Pepsi Max? Uh, no, that that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don Don Draper. There needs to be a Mad Men too. Well, so so speaking of, you're you're segueing sort of nicely into a point that I was going to make about some of this stuff too, which is a, a kind of an inside baseball sort of thing. But so you know, you and I are both avid listeners of the Daily, and the Google Home's been a, a sponsor of the show for the, the past couple of weeks now. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've been using a tagline in that advertising, which is like only Google can, which I've been thinking about a little bit. If you're a company that's facing multiple antitrust lawsuits across the globe, is that really what you want your slogan to be? Yes. <laughs> because, because hold on. Isn't that the thing that Tim Cook says, like literally at the end of every keynote? I swear to God, it is like where he goes, uh, like something, something only like in a way only Apple can. That's I think that's been a general. I don't know if that's a Tim Cook thing. That might even be that might even go back to Steve Jobs. That's that's just sort of an Apple phrase that they use a lot. Oh no, he says only Apple. 
like just that two word phrase is like there's there's even of course the first result on Google is um uh groups. Yeah. Um yeah the, that ad is so tr not troubling, but it it's weird in a lot of ways cuz I'm not sure if you also saw right now one of the um, the promos that um uh the New York Times is using for new subscribers uh one of the benefits that you can get if you subscribe for a year is that you get a uh, Google Home for free. So that started the exact same time the daily uh, or that they started advertising on the daily. But on that ad it's so weird where like they're like uh sometimes you're so busy in the morning you can't find time for your screens. Yeah. <laughs> which is such a fucking weird thing to say. And and honestly, no, my problem is I literally only find time for my screens. <laughs> so, so much about that is weird. But it's, yeah, but it's also, yeah. it's, um, I'm glad they're advertising because it bumped off my two least favorite advertisers on the daily, which was some weird brand of low-end wine. And um, uh, what's it called? Uh, not Upshot. What's, what's the, there's this new startup that's trying to force themselves into being a middleman for business travel. Oh, um, no, the Upshot's the podcast, right? Yeah, what's, what's, um, but you know what I'm talking about, right? I know, I know what you're talking about, yeah. What is it called? Um, I'm thinking of podcast names, it's not the turnaround. <laughs> um, also, I'm not sure if I made that a pick of a week, that's a great, uh, great podcast. Um, but yeah, like, it's, it's some weird company that's, that's trying to basically say, force us in between you and your corporate travel department so that we can send you Amazon gift cards. Like, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Anyway, um, so yeah, Google Home is, it's, 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 it, I think, well, so what, what does the Max do? Well, so the Max is all about the better uh, speaker quality, better sound quality. So the, uh, the little business insider um, summary here is on the other end of the smart speaker spectrum, meaning the other end being compared to the uh, Google Home Mini, is Google Home Max, a Google Assistant-enabled speaker aimed at audiophiles. The speaker has two 4.5-inch woofers and several tweeters, and it has a line import so you can plug in whenever you want. Google says the Home Max is 20 times as powerful as the original Google Home. Processing-wise or sound-wise? processing-wise. Got it. But doesn't most of the processing happen off the device? I think there's still a component on device to to um, render what you're um, render what you're saying. Got it. Okay. So like three quick follow-up items. The company I was trying to think of is called Upside. Um, the Google Home Max it looks very much like a Sonos speaker, and I don't think the news was out last week about the Sonos One with Alexa integration last week when we did the show, was it? I know that that's another another topic on the list. Okay, good. I want to make sure we cover that. Um, also, do you remember the um, the Nexus Q? Was that the the thing that thing that looked like a spider? No. Wait, what? That's that's the Chromecast. Remember no, there there was a a Google thing that it never ended up coming out. Where yeah, it was like it's a little one. circle ball. Well, well so it looked like a spider. Well, it was a little circle ball, but then when you plugged in all the cables. In, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh. 
good. Um, yeah, okay, so this is not quite like that, but yeah, they 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 do some stuff that that is expensive. So sorry, this costs three ninety nine. Hmm. Hmm. Because so let's it, like if we can sort of like quietly pivot, and we'll come back to the Google stuff if we need to, but I'm not sure we will. Um, how much is the Sonos One going to cost? It's two ninety nine, right? So the um no, so the the Sonos One is one ninety nine. Yeah, so who um, but, on earth is buying the HomePod or this thing? Well, so here's what I'm I'm still not clear on, and maybe you can help me. So the so the Sonos One has um, Lady in a Can integration. Yeah, but it, it's not clear to me if it's full Lady in a Can integration or if it's just for controlling your music. Like I don't no, know if it, you it's can. It's totally it's totally full Lady in a Can. So the okay. only downside about, or not downside, but like compared to the Echo Plus, what's what's the new name for the for the for the cylinder for the full size? Well, there's the only difference between the two cylinders is the like home smart the smart home like hub integration. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So, but what's what's that one called? That's it was so there's the Echo and I think it's like the Echo Plus. Yeah. So I assume that's the only difference between these. Like so I don't understand why you wouldn't get the Sonos one. Because it so it won't have the home hub, but whatever. But it's supposed to it's gonna sound a billion times better. So I, I'm not a a Sonos expert. I've never never owned any Sonos hardware, but my understanding is that the Sonos one is going to be a replacement for it's called the the Sonos Play One, which mm-hmm. is their like very entry level speaker. Whereas like when I look at the so when I look at the Sonos website here, so there's the Play One, the Play Three, and the Play Five. Mm-hmm. And so if you look at like the Play Three, which is two ninety nine, and the Play Five, which is four ninety nine, my assumption would be that the sound quality that a device like the home max or the home pod is aiming for would be more like something like the play three or play five. Oh no, most definitely. And that, that is the thing where in, in when um, Apple was showing the home pod at WWDC and they were saying like, a, like, cause I think, I don't think they explicitly called out the price, but they're like, what does a good, because didn't they do one of their like dumb graphs where they're like, oh, like here's a chart of how smart something is versus how good it sounds or how easy it is to use? They did, yeah. So like, and I think the Play Three was one of those things because that's that's what they are positioning it against so that it doesn't seem horribly overpriced. Right. Yeah. So the the Play Three is is two ninety nine. So I mean that like that makes sense, but I guess what I'm saying is like why would anybody? Because if you're if you're gonna expend the one forty nine or whatever the so yeah, how much is the uh, the Echo Plus? Well, the Echo the Echo Plus is I think one fifty. Yeah, but again, that's that's not. I don't think there's any audio quality difference there compared to just the regular Echo. Well, so that's exactly what I'm saying. Which is then why wouldn't just everybody buy the the Sonos One? Because you'd get something that's basically as good, just without the the home stuff. That's going to sound like a billion times better. Mm, I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess one other interesting thing too about the Sonos, which I missed reading reading through it the first time, is that it's also getting uh, Google Assistant support next year as well. So it's going to have both. See, that's awesome. 
I think, hmm, yeah, I, I guess I, yeah, I mean, I guess it, it does seem like sort of a interesting product, but like for, for, but for me though, like I, like if I, I'm, I'm really, I don't think I'm going to, but if I were to replace my Echo, like I would probably just get the new regular Echo, which is $99 because as we've talked about on the show, like sound quality to me is just like not, not really a, a big consideration in which, you know, it, it is mostly because I live like in a studio apartment where I have to generally keep the volume low on everything anyway. Well, you don't have to. <laughs> I choose to. Um, like, like when I discuss my political beliefs, I choose to be respectful. That's exactly where I was going. Damn. Uh-huh. Doing? <laughs> um, but like, it's just that the, the regular echo sounds like just objectively bad. Yeah. 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 Well, but I guess also though, I mean, maybe we do have to sort of, like, I, again, I don't have any hands-on experience with this stuff, but I mean, like, I, I don't know, like, is, is the existing Sonos Play 1, is that, is that an amazing sounding speaker? For $200. I mean, like, it's, it's like, kind of like, you know how, like, the Bose SoundLink Mini, like, it's, it does sound, like, you had one of those, or still do, right? I do, yeah, uh-huh. Like, it's good. Like, it, it's, it's way better than, like, it's, it's good. So therefore, like, I think that matters. Like, I guess that's my thing where, not to like bring this back to Apple, like, but everything always does come back to that. Like, I don't get what the HomePod is for then. Because uh, Apple, like, obviously, even with iOS 11, like, Siri is worse than ever. Like, it, it sounds better, but like the, like the, it's, it's, it's just still really bad, man. Um, Once Sonos upgrades their Play 3 and they do the exact same thing they've done with the play one like how does that not just completely obviate the need for a home pod well i i think apple apple's in the same position both with their this home speaker strategy and with the tv where they're they're pricing themselves as the ultimate best in class solution when i think there's a strong argument to be made and perhaps just objectively so that that's just not the case. Well, and and that's the thing, like the Apple TV, like I, like the Apple TV complaint, like for me, it's not about cost. Like, even though it's a bad value, like if you compare like whatever the Fire TV thing is for like 80 bucks or a Chromecast or the Apple TV, even though it literally costs twice as much, like it, it's like $180. Like it's, it's not... I think once you get up to the $400 range, that's when you maybe start thinking more critically about it. And that's when like a, a box that maybe sounds good, but uses, it will be completely inflexible and uses Siri as its backend is not a good product. And if you have something like this for $199 or the $299 or $350 version of whatever the Smart Play 3 will be, that apparently, like as you point out, like will have even, like it'll um, support both ecosystems for like whether you prefer the amazon or the the google cloud assistant like that's just i that makes even less sense to me than what apple's doing with like with the apple tv like that one i can get that they keep as a hobby because like certain people are just like very into the ecosystem and that like it's just like they're kind of trapped there but with the speaker it seems less so because sonos already supports apple music so even because like that could still work. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel really 
disengaged from a lot of this stuff just because I'm, again, really not in the market to replace my current Echo. And the direction that almost all of these products are going is in a sound quality direction, which is which is great. And for the people who you know, put a big premium on that. I'm, I'm happy they're getting a product that's for them. But for me, I, I just, I just don't really care. Yeah. I think what, 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 what would be potentially interesting someday is when I'm eventually in the market for a new soundbar, um, or maybe even some small surround sound setup at some point, if there's a Sonos or similar system that has Lady in a can integration that I think would be pretty interesting. Say that last part again. If um, I'm trying not to say her name, if if Lady in a can integration came to something like what does what does Sonos call their play bar, like the play base or something? No, the play bar. The play bar. Like if they brought if they brought Lady in a can integration into that, or I was saying if some other similar system doesn't have to be Sonos, but some like surround sound system, maybe even a receiver, I don't know, brought Lady in a can integration like that, that would potentially be kind of interesting. And I assume it'll all get there eventually because Amazon has proven that they're pretty uh, willing to to license the sound, get get a lot of people the, on. The, the Netflix strategy, man. We, we, we've talked about that too. Yeah, a little bit, but also in like, and then that just like begs the question of, and and I know that's the improper use of that phrase. Like, why doesn't Amazon just buy Sonos? Because I know they like they don't like I know their thing is they want things to be as cheap as humanly possible to get people in, and they want to keep having them get used to relying on Amazon for everything, and that's how they disrupt retail, and that's how they become like the gray goo that empowers all society. But like, there could be like a, a, a first party labeled amazon echo prime plus that x that has great sound quality and and like doesn't have to be through a third party i don't know it just seems like that would be something they they could totally do if they can just license out lady in a can without all the headache of being a hardware manufacturer why wouldn't they just do that well but but they already are a hardware manufacturer everything well a a a, a premium hardware manufacturer you you don't think the the uh, the fire tablets are premium products how dare you (laughs) how how jeff bezos is gonna come to your house and beat you up he's he's (laughs) he's he's a swole gentleman um uh he's gonna bring pitbull with him he's he's gonna bring the tax evading washington post after me (laughs) i totally forgot when um his beef with oh no no it's it's not no no you're wrong Sorry. Um, it's Amazon that's evading the taxes, but no, they're, no, using, they're using the Washington Post to do so somehow. No, no. So hold on. Uh, Even though that's an, a complete misunderstanding of that whole setup. But, any, uh, but anyway. Hold on. Um, I, for, I still have Twitter blocked. Uh, let's use Amazon is doing great damage to... So I got to read it like Donald Trump. Amazon. No. Amazon no, is doing great no, damage. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it. Amazon's doing great damage to, to tax-paying retailers. Towns, cities, and states throughout the U.S. are being hurt. Many jobs lost! Exclamation point. The at Washington Post, which loses a fortune, is owned by at Jeff Bezos for purposes of keeping taxes down at his no-profit company, Amazon. The hashtag Amazon Washington Post, sometimes referred to as the guardian of Amazon, not paying internet taxes, which they should, is fake news. What is internet taxes? I, I have no idea. <sighs> okay. 
Um, God, wholly endorses no Twitter strategy. Um, <laughs> all right, what, what what fun things do you have before we wrap this up? Because yeah, this 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 short episode idea went sideways. Um, well, I guess <laughs> speaking of Amazon, if we're going to try to to segue it all no, here, let me look at your list. I forgot you already sent this. So they. Um, this had I had heard about this initially, but then this had totally fallen off my radar until it, it started happening. I think it was just this this last week. So they they now are the official Thursday night football streaming partner. So last year this was Twitter, and then now this year it's Amazon. So if you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, you now can stream uh, Thursday night football games. Um, but they still and, run on CBS, right? For national TV. Yes, right. Okay. Um, and this so this is a recode article we'll, we'll put in the notes. But uh, the the first the first game was a couple of weeks ago, the the Packers and Bears, and recode notes that an average of three hundred seventy two thousand people watched on Amazon sites and apps, and that's compared to. Uh, 243,000, which streamed Twitter's first live stream of a Thursday night football game um, last season. Um, and they, you know, they, 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 I think Recode makes a good point. You know, they, they put these numbers in perspective where they also call it the fact that 14.6 million people watch the game on TV. So it's, you know, a relatively small, small number. But um, I don't know. I, I think. I guess the the main the main reason I wanted to to bring this up it, it's a topic that's come up I guess a handful of times on the show but I think what's going to be really interesting and I, I think it's not a matter of if but when is when like Amazon or Google or Apple or Facebook or one of these companies comes in and they become the main partner for like. Football is probably a stretch to be the first sport where this is going to happen, but like... I think I know of a sport. <laughs> perhaps hockey. Um, but yeah, I mean, something like that where, where like, you know, Amazon comes out and they are the premier broadcasting partner of the NHL. Something like that. Like that that day is coming eventually, and I think that's going to be, be really interesting. But it's sort of it's sort of like the self-driving car thing where like we know that it's going to happen but it's all about the the timing. Like these I don't know, these numbers make me think that we're still maybe a ways off from that. Cuz god, I would not 14.6 million people watching a Thursday night football game. That that's way higher than I thought it was going to be. Well, so several things. As as the uh the majority of the audience is younger viewers, and uh, like that is when these new platforms will be in like uh like a dominant position to acquire those rights and like as you've seen like uh, apple their like first year original content budget is like a billion dollars like uh, facebook when, whenever like they're printing money like whenever they feel the need to become more of a media company than they already are like they'll just spend a whole ton of money on uh, some type of content and what gets people tuning in and they don't time shift something that's sports so that's a very logical way for it to go my only thing and i've been saying this for a long time is like i just i, I when you think about like the, the broadcast tv numbers where 15 million people are watching a not that exciting midweek game like that's 
uh, like it's going to take a lot of infrastructure to deliver deliver 15 million simultaneous streams of something, whereas that's not a problem for regular TV. So I don't know. Yeah, you're you're totally right in that it's going to be kind of like a self driving car thing where just a lot of stuff has to happen in the interim for this to be the future that we know it'll be, but it just kind of seems like not there yet. Yeah, I I <clears throat> I totally agree. Yeah, and uh, Packers and Bears natural enemies. Yes. Yeah, just like stars and uh, uh, Blackhawks. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, looking at your list. Oh, I there's there's there's, there's one. Yeah, yeah. Good. Okay, I'm glad. I'm okay, glad we, you went we're going to end on a on a happy note. Or yeah, not a happy note, or but a, but a nostalgia note. Right. Because we're olds. Um. Yeah. So aim, <laughs> which still still around, evidently. Um announced that they are officially turning off the service on December 15th. And I thought um, uh, a friend of the show, Dave Pell, had a good uh, good, t- good take on Does this. On, on, <laughs> I don't know. Um, on Next Draft, where he said that you could really only take credit for being impacted by this announcement if you had learned about it on... Uh, on aim because apparently they sent out an automated message to everyone still on the service um announcing the the shutoff and he he took a screenshot of that oh man so is am i the only person that called it aim no i i think aim or aim were pretty interchangeable yeah i when did you stop using it huh that's that's a good question i think it was I definitely year of college. I was gonna say I definitely used it through at least a majority of high school. Um, yeah, may, yeah. I guess it it might have been. It really might have been up until kind of getting into Facebook in college. I think that is what killed it, which was the ubiquity of of cell phones and SMS and Facebook, and probably just for us specifically, like the generational thing of just like college was a different time to. Like just the media, the medium changed. Like right. you weren't that thoroughly invested in how witty your uh, aim profile was. So are you are you willing to to say what your aim handle was on the show? Uh, no. Okay. I mean, I think I I don't remember what my last one was, but I think honestly, I think I still have that in a domain name. Like there was a, a username I used for everything before I decided to just use my real name because that gives accountability on the internet and stops jackassery. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, I like that. Wait, so actually what, uh, I know you probably don't spend like your days on like internet forums and stuff, but like what do you, use <laughs> I, as I, a... def- I definitely do not. That's, that's accurate. I, I assume you're on some type of like San Jose sharks <laughs> bulletin board with, with, uh, typing up stuff about Connor McGregor. Um, <laughs> yes, that's, that's what I do. Yep. Um, so, but yeah, do, do you use your real name for most stuff? I, I or do. do you have a username? I do. Um, I, for, sort of like, so for like video game services like Xbox One Live and like the PlayStation Network and Steam and that stuff, oh, what's I that? have a, a handle, as what's you would that? say. Um, we're not going to give that away on the show. Nobody, nobody listens to this. That's eh, fine. Okay. Well, then text it. Um, but, on on most services i just use my real name good so like on like on twitter or something like that it would just be my name mm-hmm. but it's at it's at the real and then your name right? uh-huh 
Yeah, well, I think like real is all capital, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah, I don't know. It, it was it was it was a tool for a certain generation. Um, well, so un- unlike you, though, I, I will give my my aim handle away. I, th- I think I was talking I was talking to friends about this when when this got announced, and we were all trying to remember what our first one was. I think mine was Yoda Master Zero Eight. Wait, I know hold on. it had I know it had zero eight in it because that was for Kobe. And I and I don't know why I had put a zero in front of it, but Can um, I make a guess as to what I think yours was? Sure. And you can edit it out if it's wrong or offensive. Um no, I th- was yours not something related to twenty four? No, uh uh-uh. uh. I'm no. pretty sure it was. No, it it, it wasn't. Okay. I, I know that. I'm gonna to, okay, I'm to look up some logs, but okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty pretty sure it wasn't that. There's a there's another one that it that it could have been, but that that one I still unfortunately actively use. Hmm. Um, and, and it's some somewhere else. So I'm I'm not gonna give that one away, hmm. <laughs> but um, I I can confidently say I don't use um Yoda Master zero eight anymore for anything. I'm sorry. Right. A zero eight was Kobe's uh, Co- pre Co- troubles number, right? Uh huh. <laughs> good, good way to class. Well, well, it, it well it was his number when the trouble occurred, and then he changed his number subsequently. Yeah, I think that's what pre troubles means. Let's let's put it this way: that that's I, I would not <laughs> would not pick that that number now. Got it. That was that was elementary school, Ryan. <laughs> Oh geez, you're all such you online early, or maybe I mean maybe maybe middle, middle school, school probably. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay, that's the only one you want to disclose. I think so. Yeah. Okay. That's one one more than you did. Yeah, it's fine. Because <laughs> mine mine was dumb, and and I still I I just have it parked on a domain name because I don't remember what I still used it for. But anyway, yeah. It's part of part of your um every few week hover renewal notifications. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> hey, we, we took we took fourteen dollars and twelve cents from you, yeah, or something, right. from, yeah. yeah, like just an amount that's like just small enough where you're like, ah, no, nah, I, sh- I should probably hold on to that. It's it, it, this is not worth typing in my one password for. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, that's yeah. I gotta yeah. Okay, um, podcast planning. A chief special. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's that's that's why this is an audio program and not a blog. Yeah. Um one super quick thing about the canary, because I sent you a thing because I um so you're a you're a big fan of the canary home security camera product uh, thing, a, right? A big a, a big fan is a strong term, but sure. It's 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 fine. Okay. Um you are not a paying customer of it, right? Much to the chagrin of Canary, I'm not. I, I just um I just pulled open the app for the first time in a little while this evening prior to the show and good grief. Like every single page now is Upgrade trying to, to trying to yeah. Yeah. Like even when you're watching a clip from an event that it records, mm-hmm. there's a banner at the top now that says for access to the full video, become a Canary whatever member. It's like ugh. So I had sent you a thing that I like. I got emailed saying like, "Oh, we're making some changes to the free tier," even though I I don't still have um, 
the canary that I tested out for a little while. Um, and then you you were like, oh, it's it's not making much of it. Like they weren't really taking anything away. Have you still found that to be the case? Just because the Verge seemed that they made an article about it. Because of course, when any, anything ever changes, a bunch of people are mad, and uh, I'm just never sure if it's justified. Um, but there was one feature that they mentioned that I feel like if I had it, I would really want or would expect to have, which is night mode, whereas you could have it record even if you're home, but only during certain hours. Because like, yeah, if I'm home and like there's a burglary or something, I would want that recorded. Apparently, that's now behind like a ten or fifteen dollar a month paywall. Is that something you used or that you care about? So it is something I used. And it was funny when you sent this link because just either the night before or two nights before, I had noticed that. So we had had our set to go from like midnight to 6 a.m. to be in night mode. And when it's in night mode, there's a small light that comes on underneath, which I don't know if that's just to indicate that it's on night mode or if it's somehow aided in the the camera's optics. But whatever, whatever the case, I noticed that that light wasn't coming on. And... I was I was actually was going to look into why that was the case, but then you sent this link on the Verge, and I went, oh, okay, well, there's there's my answer. So it, it was a feature that we used, but I don't know. I'm I'm not super bummed out by it, but what I am sort of irritated by is the idea that you can take a feature from the free tier and move it into the paid tier. Like it's bad enough to put all new features behind the paywall. But to take existing features and move them behind the payroll, that paywall rather, that's that's pretty crappy. Yep. I mean, they're still better than Nest, which may, basically like Nest is the worst. And I, and I feel bad that I settled on that one because all you can do is watch live. That's basically it. Or it'll send you a push notification with like a, pic, a still picture of the activity it detected. Um, otherwise, literally nothing works without paying $10 a month. But yeah, Canary, like their whole thing was that they were like super, um, like I know all being on the side of your users or whatever is probably like a, a trite statement these days, but like they they wanted to make a product that like people like fervently loved and, and bragged about. And it seems like, I mean, just probably push came to shove and they need to make more money, but like it seems kind of, kind of a bummer. It's, yeah, I mean, the, I guess the reason I'm not, all that worked up about this though is I very much view the canary as just being kind of just a utility. Like it's not like I don't get excited about my home security system. Like all I know, all I wanted to do is alert me if something's happening at home that shouldn't be when I'm not there. So if it does that, then fine. So yeah, again, I think the general concept of moving things behind a paywall is pretty crummy, but in this particular case, I'm I'm not all that upset. Got it. Okay, you got a chief special. <laughs> um, you you go you go first this week. There's a there's a couple that I could that I could debate debate between here. Uh, I don't have one, so so hoping <laughs> your talking would afford me the ninety seconds to think of one. Um, all right. Well, I, okay. I I I've I've got one that's that's been kind of um on the back burner here for a while. Um, the the Bleacher Report app. Do you, do you use this? I do. So I was a longtime user, and I guess still am a user of the ESPN app. It's... Oy. Yeah, it's p- particularly from 
like a top headlines and story point of view. It's just, it never was really that great. Like the highlights and obviously being able to stream live ESPN is nice. But like the news part of it, and especially, God, the the push notification part of it eventually just basically became like an advertisement for ESPN. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, kind of looked around, this was like a year or two ago now at, at alternative sports news apps. And after being inundated with Bleacher Report ads when watching uh, TNT broadcasted NBA games for years, finally decided to give it a try. And it's really good. Like the 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 push notifications in particular are they're super customizable. They always feel like they're kind of exactly things that you'd be interested in. And they're playful too. Yeah, they, right. Like they have a, a personality, which I know Ben or uh, Bill Simmons rather has made a couple of uh, jabs at ESPN for this on his podcast now, where part of what he thinks is wrong with ESPN is it's just devoid of any sort of personality now like it's just a very kind of sterile brand and I, I agree with that in a lot of ways and yeah you're right bleacher report has a lot of uh a lot of personality like it looks like it's it was written by a fan right which i like because that's the whole point of sports like even like you i don't know you you want the whoever's to report like you want them to like whatever they're reporting unless it's objectively bad even if that's not your favorite team i just want yeah yeah, the only part of ESPN that's still like that these days is, is the Scott Van Pelt hour. But other than that, it's, yeah, it's he's, pretty, he's it's pretty droll. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I got I got nothing, dude. Um, I'm trying to think, do I have any Trader Joe's picks? Or sorry, was there anything else about the? Oh, speaking of, I I don't think we talked about this on air. I mean, we we might have not have even talked about this off air. So I I went to Trader Joe's two weekends ago. Mm hmm. Man, do they lean into the pumpkin thing? Lean in. Okay. Well, so does, so does fucking everybody, dude. Well, so it's, no, no, it's no, no, no. I know. I so I'm. I actually, I like. I don't enjoy it from the sense that I bought a bunch of stuff, but I just enjoy enjoyed looking around the store to see all of what they had. And I mean, it was it was pretty funny. I mean, pumpkin tortilla chips, pumpkin pancakes. I mean, they just pumpkin everything, and it, it was it was impressive. Yeah, yeah, they they it's it's yeah they're they're they res- they respond to market needs. They address the gaps in the market, uh, and and yeah, that happens. Um, dang, yeah, I don't think I have anything this week, man. Well, if um if you do want a um Trader Joe's pick. Um, I, I would point you towards the, I think it's, um, well, okay, it's, I've, I've inspired one for you. Um, I think I'll, I'll send, I'll send this to you in the thing and we'll put this in the notes. The, um, this was a feature in their, uh, most recent fearless flyer. It's the, uh, oh. Greek whole milk yogurt, oh. apple caramel. Did, did, do you not approve of this? Please express your appreciation before. <laughs> I, I I think it's really really good. I I'm I'm not a yogurt person, so that's probably half of this. Okay, got it. But apple caramel anything does not sound appetizing, sir. Oh, that's a great combination. You don't you, you don't like caramel apples? No. Oh man! Literally, I get a toothache just looking at it, and I kind of <laughs> want to throw up. Man, 
Oh, and also the the packaging looks like desert golf. It does a little bit, yeah. Do you, I, but I, do you I, know what desert golf is, or do you remember of, of what course. I'm talking about? Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh man, okay. That's it looks like they did not try very hard on the packaging. <laughs> um, okay. So my 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 chef special, I'm gonna uh, bring up. They have. Uh, let me see if I can get a picture of it because I don't want. I can't walk. I don't have wireless headphones, so I can't walk to the kitchen. Um, they have a new um, ghost pepper grinder uh let me see if i can get a thing uh people are selling these on ebay for 16 dollars. why um there you go so it's just uh i'm not sure if you well because you sent me a thing of you making yourself some uh homemade pizza uh the other week which was the that was the trader joe's uh pizza dough yeah good Uh, well you made some questionable choices with it but we won't get into that Uh um so pepper flakes uh, just standard crushed red chili pepper. Pepper flakes are a fantastic addition to most pizzas. Uh, but they also have uh, this new smoked ghost chilies one with a peppercorn grinder at the top. Um, it is very, very spicy and very, very good. If you like spice in anything, I would recommend getting it. And you can put as little or as much as you want. Um, is this, sorry, is, is this a thing that Trader Joe's sells stuff on Amazon? No. Apparently, like sketchy people will try to resell oh, it just because you know how um, like this happened with also related uh, Trader Joe's had some ghost pepper potato chips that were seasonal and went away for a little bit. Apparently, people just sell like expired food online. And that's kind of weird. But um, yeah, this is the first Google result that came up. So that's why we're why we're here. Uh, but yeah, this stuff's pretty great. Uh, works If you couple this with some orange sauce on some Trader Joe's uh, chicken samosas amazing hmm that sounds like a, a pretty spicy combo because the samosas already have a pretty good kick right uh not really okay but you got to be judicious like with everything in life yeah you, you, you just yeah or actually no you know you, you gotta gotta live moss 